0: Vikings vs. Titans, GMG pregame show. Let's win this game! 34-27. Justin Jefferson, opening TD. (laughs) Book that shit. 11-yard fade route to the back corner of the end zone. Book it. I'm on fire right now. I might go knife somebody.
1: (laughs)
2: Game show where your Minnesota Vikings will host the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill and his squad comes into U.S. Bank Stadium with an absolutely roaring fake crowd played by an absolutely awful crowd noise sound man. There we go.
0: To, That's how you really feel, Dave. Got that out early. Yeah. I knew it was
2: going to hit the show sometime. That, <laughs> too. To see if the Vikings can recover from their 0-2 start. The Titans are 2-0, but both of their games were relatively close. Now, the question is how we do this week. But before that, I'd like to say hello to, on my right, Mr. Rhino. I should say on my video left. Mr. Rhino is dealing with some uh, video card issues, and that's the occasional flickering. He will endeavor to get that fixed. How you doing, Rhino? Uh,
1: To quote the uh, great philosopher Norm Peterson, it's a dog-eat-dog world. I'm I'm wearing Milk Bone underwear today, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And on (sighs) my viewer's right
2: is the one, the only Uh, Mr. Drewster.
0: Mr. Pessimistic.
2: <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Realistic.
0: I didn't mean to laugh over your intro, but when you're trying to do this intro of all positiveness, it's like, holy shit. And Rhino, that flickering you got going, what do you got, the Dom Capers 1000? What the f*** kind of computer is that? What do you got going on?
1: <clears throat> I don't know. It's supposed to be a pretty good computer, but apparently it's like everything else I got right now. <laughs> it's all going to hell. So,
0: How are you guys
2: doing? Yeah! <laughs> Week
1: three! Is we here. three!
0: As usual, we start the show getting Rhino's thoughts because Dave gave his thoughts on In the Raw last Sunday. I gave my thoughts on In the Raw last Sunday. The only person we haven't heard from is the Rhino Stone Cowboy. So hit us up with your game synopsis and game summary. You're on!
1: I'm still looking for that silver lining from last week, which I I don't think there is one. I mean, you know, we were hoping week one was an aberration, but... Honestly, I think we looked worse last week than we did the week before. You know, Cousins is out there making rookie mistakes. I mean, that interception he threw to Thielen into double coverage, BC had broke wide open going across the middle, and I think he had another receiver open too, and he didn't even look at him. He's just, I'm going, he, he's got it in his mind. I'm going to Thielen before he even takes the snap, I think, and he just blocks everything out. I mean, you know. Here again, it's the same stuff we talk about every week. the o, The O line didn't look very good. You know, we we were hoping maybe that uh, Drew Samia would show something. Well, he, he showed that uh, DeForest Buckner could knock him flat on his ass on that one play. I think he fell, he flew backwards about five yards. Yeah, he was caught a little bit out of little little technique. Flat.
2: Little flat. He was a little high, on that and one, but... Doris Buckner got up. Is that how
1: he was him. blocking? Was Buckner? I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, but Buckner's the one that knocked him backwards. Oh my about god, back.
0: that is a tough. That's a tough call when you have to block that dude. I mean, I'm not making excuses for him. No,
1: but... I mean Buckner's legit. But yeah, he. I mean, he ate him for lunch, and his technique was bad, is yeah. what
0: happened. And
1: Buckner capitalized on that and threw him around like a ragdoll.
0: So he's right. not much better than Elfline. Well, I
1: mean, we, we can give him the excuse that he's only played basically two. That's the second game ever playing. Right. Whereas Elfline has been three years, but you know, it still, it's, needs yeah. massive improvement. And I mean, the, the other thing I would think from the game, you know, I got a kick out of one spot where uh, Holton Hill and Philip Rivers were John back and forth at each other. And then rivers, the statue that he is takes off and runs and Hill had a perfect opportunity to lay him out and shut him up. And he just pulled up right at the end. And, you know, if, if that would have been 90% of the defensive backs in the league with that legal wide open shot at a quarterback like that, they'd have taken it. He didn't. You know, well, and I think It was that, going
2: out of bounds and the officiating well, was... Pretty. They were calling.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. But I mean, something like that where, you know, if he would have blew rivers up, that could have been some kind of a spark that would have lit a fire under the defense and got some life out there. I mean, they look again, looked like nobody gave a shit except Eric Kendricks. You know, bars out now. So we got that to deal with and everything else. But, you know, there's just no fire, no urgency, no nothing out of this team the first two weeks. And we got to find something. To light that fire this week, or it's going to be even worse.
0: Come on, baby, light my fire. You knew it was coming. Oh, oh. Of course. No, that's a pretty good breakdown. That's kind of I was. I said all I needed to say on in the raw, but. Uh, oh, I no, don't, you didn't. I, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know what to say anymore. Except we're moving on to week three and trying to figure out a way to get a win. You know really bad to yeah, I mean now. That,
1: that's really all you can all you can say I mean you know looking back at some you know these first and granted it's two weeks it's you know there's 14 more games to go but you know I honestly don't remember seeing the entire team being this lifeless right you know for almost as long as I can remember watching this team you know and I've been old enough to understand what's going on you know since roughly 1980 right you know the only thing maybe close would have been a few, you know, some of the games during the Steckle year. But, you know, even you know, oh eight and ten and a few of these other years where we've had end up with ended up with bad years. At least there was something you could take from most of the games and say, hey, you know, here's one good thing that we can maybe at least build off. Least sure. we I have yet to see that this in the first two weeks of the season, yeah. anything
0: concerning, concerning sure. to say the least. I mean, you, there's losing football games and then there's being out of each game by half time. It's really yeah. concerning.
1: Well what did I what did I see? It was like thirty four three or something like that. We've been outscored in the second quarter this year. Hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's something it, the numbers may be not quite right, but that's something right in there, you know well,
0: we're now we're now thirty first in scoring defense with seventy one points allowed. So there's only I don't know who the last team is, but thirty one is as bad as being last. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's probably Atlanta. They tend to put up a lot of points and give up a lot
0: of thought, points.
1: Well, Gotten yeah, and, and Atlanta blew that huge lead again, so that probably is probably them, yeah. You know? um, well, I agree with you, Rhino, that back in the day,
2: as Vikings fans, we're used to winning or getting close to winning. You know, throughout most of our lifetimes, they've always been close and they've been competitive there's been a handful of years when they've been bad but each of those bad years we had something to look forward to you know what new guy or young guy what can we build upon stuff like that this year with the with the refresh rather than the rebuild they said they weren't rebuilding they were you know refreshing the defense right and stuff like that we brought in the new corners and on the offense, you have Jefferson. You've got relatively new guys. you got new guys playing guard, all that stuff. Um, we drafted Ezra Cleveland to basically <clears throat> set the bench. But, anyways, you've got these new people, but they aren't being utilized to the fullest. So, we don't have that to look forward to because the whole idea is let's win now. We have enough talent to win now. We even brought in Unique and Gakwe. To help that win now. That was a definite win now move. Um, But it's not working. Obviously, it's not working. The teams come out flat. You know, they score the first drive and then they go to sleep for the next three and a half quarters. It's. If it comes out the same way again this weekend against Tennessee, where they go down, score to first, and then we don't see them until it's garbage time in the fourth. Should we, at that point, say screw it and throw as many of our rookies out there as possible and see what they can do? Give them I mean, experience rather than redshirting them and letting them watch. You know, <clears throat> put them in trial by fire and let them grow. Because if we start out zero and three, our playoff chances at zero and two it's twelve percent. At zero and three, it's got to be you know my you know minuscule single digits playoffs. Playoffs? Are playoffs? Playoffs? you kidding me? Playoffs? <laughs> and starting zero and two, the Vikings have done it. <laughs> this is, the, I think, the thirteenth time they've done it. They've made the playoffs once. Just trying to win a game.
0: Playoffs? Well, I mean, that's just it. If we're not. No.
1: Yes. Yes. Rhino. Rhino. Go ahead and answer that. I want to hear your. I want to hear your take on that. No. I. I. I think you're absolutely right on that, Dave. I mean. If we go 0 and 3, we can pretty much safely say that, even with the expanded playoffs, you know, the one extra team getting in this year, I don't think that we got a shot to. Even if we do make the play, we did somehow or another make the playoffs. We're not going anywhere, I don't think. So I, you know, I I think that's the time when you give these guys like Ezra Cleveland, like Lynch, like. DJ one I'm like, Troy Dye, all these, I mean, Dye's going to probably get some work anyway because of Barr being out, but, you know, these rookie corners, everybody, you know, basically give them this year to learn, I mean, you know, there's a, a lot to be, you know, you can learn a lot of stuff in practice and game film and all this other stuff, but there's a lot to be said, you know, for the actual experience and learning how to, play. I mean, We've seen it time and time again. Somebody lights it up in practice, and then they get into a game, and it looks like a deer in the headlights. They don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, these guys can learn that stuff. If we're basically in a lost season,
0: I don't see here's the other my, way. Here, here, here's my take on it. I, I don't, and I won't speak about the roster first off, because once you make that move to just go ahead and say, "All right, rookies are playing," we concede and wave the white flag. What you're doing is you're opening the door for the coaching regime to stay around another year that's what you're doing so i mean i I want the rookies to get their chance too but then zimmer has the scapegoat of saying hey i had to play all these rookies the the season's over i conceded i I get another year so i don't know about all that here's what i'll say about this game this weekend
2: well they might get here's how i feel
0: about it that's true here's here's how i feel about this this game versus tennessee this weekend The first time, the week one, we were thinking, oh, it's kind of shaky. We all didn't know what to expect. Came out flat, played no intensity, got rolled. Same thing happened to week two. That's two weeks. With me, everything, at least a lot of things football related, are patternized after three weeks. I'm looking for the Vikings too, and this is the perfect team to come in here. It's not the Jets, it's not the Lions, it's not the Giants. It's a 2-0 and o team, Tennessee. Granted, it's kind of a soft 2-0 and o because they beat the Broncos by two and they beat Jacksonville by three, so they're not running people out of the stadium. But still, they're 2-0. and o. They're a very physical, punchy-in-the-mouth team. Mm-hmm. They'll bring Henry at you. They bring a really physical off- a- offensive line at you. They are a variable coach team, which means they're very physical. This is a perfect team to come in and test the Vikings at week three for what I want to see. Perfect team because if it it is the Lions or somebody that we might, you know, you might just say, well, it's the competition. This is the perfect team to have to come in here because if they lose this game and get get beat down 45 to 10 or something or 38 to 7 and they look terrible in it, that's three weeks in a row, then it's over. Um, yeah. for me, I'm going to I'm going to give them this weekend to see if Zimmer and staff can light a fire, see if they can get people motivated, see if they can bounce back. Looking at the numbers, like I said, Tennessee's no juggernaut. The Vikings can win this game, but I want to see what kind of personality they're going to bring out to week three. And it's going to by halftime, I think we're going to know if they've mailed it in or if they had a change of heart and they're really trying to you know pull it together. If they lose to Tennessee 20 to 17, the last second field goal. I mean, that will at least mean something. Even though it doesn't, we'd be 0-3. But still, if we, get, if we get boat raced, it's done for me. But I am giving it this weekend. And I think Tennessee's the perfect team to come in here and do it. Uh, they give up over 400 yards a game. We can move the ball on the ground against them. They give up, what, 140 yards a, a game on the ground. Their numbers don't jump off the sheet at you. The Vikings' numbers are terrible, but Tennessee's aren't really – Tennessee's are mid to bottom too. Like I said, they're 2-0, and but their two wins weren't impressive in my eyes. So for- I think the Vikings, yeah. if they really, if they really, really want to win this game and they come out with some enthusiasm and they want to punch Tennessee back in the mouth, because Tennessee's going to bring it to you, man. They are. They bring it to you. So we'll see this week and i will know better by the end of this game on the outlook of the entire season that's the best way i can gather it i don't feel good right now but i'm not going to i'm not going to throw throw into the wolves until this game is over i want to see what the vikings the vikings know they're at the bottom of the barrel all the morale is down we're going to see this weekend what they're made of injuries or no injuries I That's heard, my
2: take. I heard something interesting today. Kirk Cousins has never had more than two game, bad games in a row. <laughs> what? Um, I might have to vote that I don't believe that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, And I, I heard it listening <coughs> to one of the, you know, Score North or just somebody's podcast that he has not performed badly in two games in a row. Well, he's done it or more than two games in a row. He's done it in his two games in a row now, game one, game two. And we know well, last I, October, he was in God mode for October. So we're not quite in well, October yet. If, let's see if, if you think scored.
1: about it, it's been three games in a row because he didn't look very good against the 49ers in the playoff game either. So,
0: <laughs>
1: Well, and they, then, they, they have
0: looked so piss
1: poor, the Vikings,
0: that, that excuses don't even work for him Right. I mean, the body language is terrible. I mean, the team – the. They had a 60-yard drive to open the game. The next four drives, they had 20 yards total. That's five yards a drive, Rhino. Five yards a drive. Not not a
1: play, a drive. It was nine minutes and 13 seconds into the third quarter before we got another first down after that opening drive. And that one we got at 9.13 mark in the third quarter was that defensive pass interference on that one throw to Thielen. The Vikings have had like three drives good all season so far. I mean, it's only yeah. two
0: games, but still, they've had what twenty-two drives, and I think two were good. I and mean, it's terrible. Well, but and I... going to see this weekend if they come out. If it, if Titans just start rolling dope on the Vikings, it's done, dude. And I don't know what Zimmer's gonna do if he gets rolled this week. I don't know. I don't even know if he has a job.
1: Well, and that's the you know one thing that's the biggest thing that's concerning me is. I mean, we got Gash pretty good up the middle run again with the run game last week. I mean, Taylor ran pretty much at will on us. And Derrick Henry's a lot bigger and a lot more physical. I mean, and he if he starts running up the gut on it, he could go he could roll off two hundred yards on us this week if, if we don't figure out how to stop that up the middle run. I mean, he's not gonna beat us on the edges probably, but he's big, he's physical, and he's got speed once he hits that enough speed once he hits that second level that he, then, can, he can really they, cause problems for us.
0: And there's no smoke and mirrors with Tennessee. They tell you before the game. They walk to your sideline and say, here's what we're doing. This is yep. what we're going to do. Stop right him. out in the open, Vrabel will tell you. Then you got to stop him. But uh, I it, it's I think it is a good test for them. It's a good team to have to come to come to town. Because if they, if they beat Tennessee, you're not going to get by beating Tennessee. Well, I guess you could if you got eight or ten turnovers. But... You're going to have to win this game. This is a good physical team, and the Vikings. You know, some part of my heart—I don't know—it's just the Homer part. I think they can win this game.
1: But well, another guy that we definitely got to watch to that tight end that Tennessee's got—that Jonu Smith—he's, I mean, he's looking like he's going to be a legit player in this league. I mean, what do you have? Two touchdowns last week, or something like that. And I mean, he—you know—was starting to look pretty good at the end of last year. And, I mean, you know, we've had issues with those kind of tight ends. You know, last year we had the Kittle over the middle and all this other stuff. You know, uh, Darren Waller with the Raiders. We've had, you know, these guys that are pretty good tight ends. Yeah. Seem like they tend to have, a you know, have their way with us over the middle. Hey, I did, uh, I did see something good crunching numbers,
0: guys. I don't know if you knew this. Tennessee only has two sacks all season. I mean we only have two sacks all season but that's beside the point. Tennessee only has is credited with two sacks. I think one came from their secondary. So their defense, you know, two sacks over two games isn't really maybe though maybe that's a good sign where Cousins can actually you know maybe we can build a pocket for a prototypical pocket quarterback. I know that sounds crazy but
2: yes, they only had two sacks but they did have 27 pressures versus our 16 pressures.
0: Well, see, I was trying not to bring any of that up. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to fool the audience, but of course, Dave pulled the curtain down. Whack, whack. Yeah, you're right, Dave. I'm really look. This is probably the game I've been looking forward to the most. I mean, being the shape the Vikings are in, it's really going to be telling what happens this Sunday, man. It is. Because we're not if if the Jets came in here and we beat them twenty four to fourteen, we'd all be happy and shit. But we what would we say at the end? It's the Jets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the penalty team
0: was it Tennessee in the playoffs last year?
1: Yes, they were. Yeah, That's they done? were Patrick Mahomes away from making it to the Super Bowl. That's right. Well, there you go. So this is no scrub team. No. No, re- realistically, Tennessee is kind of what Mike Zimmer wants us to be. Realistically, really. Yeah, but, but let's the, get uh, me my. Let's, you know, let's hi- let's hire Vrabel then. I'll take I take Vrabel in a heartbeat.
2: <laughs> but what uh, Rito was referring to at the group, and you've heard us say it before, there's a group we belong to called the Gallahorn, where this show takes its name from. That's where we talk. It's uh, located on Facebook. If you want membership, send Drewski a private message. Now,
0: five hundred dollar
2: check. <laughs> <laughs> Rado was talking about Janu um, Smith, their tight end. That leads us into the injury report. Now, as we record, it's only Wednesday. Before the show comes out Saturday, I'll have the final Friday injury report. But as of Wednesday, Janu Smith is a did not play due an, due to an ankle injury do you know who his number the tight end number two is
1: who's doing well on the tennessee
2: titans rhino
1: yeah he's one of our old tight ends i forget which one it is so. that's right um, michael pruitt michael pruitt yep 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 and he's and he's having a good season so far um, of course yeah it's anybody that anybody that we let go has a good season someplace else <laughs> <laughs> just kind of just how it works um other than
2: that, I mean, they're are banged they up, but there's are they nothing.
0: any offensive linemen? Have they got any offensive linemen that are hurt? I don't no, have the got, in front of me. Oh, uh,
2: they've got D. Kelly's out with an illness. Probably got a stomach bug. today. He's quite, he'll probably be fine. So, yeah, so he'll, he'll
1: probably be fine by Sunday, yeah. Yeah.
2: They have uh, M. Butler. Who's that? That is uh, Malcolm Butler, cornerback starting cornerback he's
1: yeah, but butler's course, i mean butler's a decent cornerback i mean he you know he was with the patriots that was the
2: yeah he's uh questionable with quadricep injury
0: um, that could be that could be somewhat telling he's like the, he's probably their best corner
2: chris probably.
0: jackson another the rotational Dory
2: jackson? Uh, chris jackson rotational corner he's out with a hamstring questionable um,
0: is there anybody on the Vikings list that's been ruled out besides Bar?
1: Well, we got oh. Elfline. Well, yeah, the oh. Bar and Elf, they're both on IR. Yeah, so they're yeah, they are d- done. Okay.
2: Now, okay. for the Vikings as of Wednesday. Cameron Dansler still did not practice due to that rib injury. Mike Hughes
1: did not practice. Chad Chad, Chad BB part 2, yeah. yeah.
2: Did not practice due to a neck injury. Don't know if it's related to the one he suffered oh. last season, or if this is brand new.
0: Will Hernandez? <laughs> Will Hernandez? Okay, come Didn't
1: on. fit our
2: system. That's right. Uh, Mike Boone is did not practice due to a concussion. Due to normal concussion protocol, we expect to hear anything until probably Saturday. Um, Riley Reef was limited due to an ankle issue. Riley Reef has probably Brilliant. had his best season in two games so far this year. He's doing outstanding. But
1: that's because we moved Pat Alfline away from him basically. <laughs>
2: well, that it, we and, uh, and that way, you know, we also <clears> throat> threatened to <throat> uh, uh, cut him. Um Right. So and the last one is Troy Dye, who is a, did not practice due to a foot injury. Troy Dye is needed. With Anthony Barr out, we need as many linebackers as possible. Which brings us to the Vikings signed a linebacker this week.
1: Mm-hmm. Kid like from Dave, the Broncos. Davis, whatever. I forget what his first name is, but.
0: Has he been playing on the Broncos or is he like, was on the Broncos in 1998? I mean.
1: Is he a starter with the Broncos? What what is he? I, I saw I, I saw something that he led the team in tackles a couple of years ago or something. Oh, he did to, something to that point. So I mean, oh, He sounds sounds like he's at least
0: Competent. has the
1: ability to play, you know. So it, and we're going to need that, you know, somebody to step in there because right now, I mean, as it sits, you got what Eric Wilson's going to move over to Barr's spot most likely. No,
2: yeah, I mean, then right you, then I you I
1: got think. you got Kendricks in the middle, and then right now, I think it's. That uh, was it, Ryan Connolly or whatever his name is. I think they were talking today. He right As of right now, he would probably be the He's third starter. starter. Yeah. Oh. Which,
2: which is okay. He started in New York
1: and did yeah, with well giant, until his injury. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, so, at at, the, at this point, yeah, it's uh, kind of a horse apiece, whoever's in there, because I mean, it's not like anybody other than Kendricks has lit the world on fire anyway to start the sure, season. So. Sure,
0: sure. Sure, I I totally agree with that statement.
1: Now with Hughes, if Hughes doesn't
2: play, and Dansler doesn't play, that throws
1: a wrench into the corners. Basically, you're gonna have to. Are you gonna have, you're have uh, Holton Hill and Chris Boyd probably start, or, or Gladney starting? You'll have Gladney man. and Hill Holy start,
2: and
0: shit. Boyd is the third one.
1: It'd be your nickel corner, yeah. That's and who's that guy
0: for Tennessee that super wide out they have? What's his name? A.J. Brown, I think A.J. Br- A.J. Brown, yeah. So Fuck, you got him on your fantasy team. You don't want to throw him in the lineup. <laughs> they got, and
1: uh, they've got uh, Corey Davis. He's been playing yeah. pretty decent, too. He's, he's got like 10, 12 catches this year, I know. But just looking at the numbers from earlier, you know, like we're talking about John Smith, if he plays, so far this year he's got three touchdowns, the longest to 63 yards. So he can definitely break it open and get going. You know, he's averaging 15 yards a catch.
0: Well, so. You know you know what? We're all in agreement. The first way you beat Tennessee is you make Tannehill beat you. Yeah. If you're giving Henry 12, 15 yards a pop, you're not only not going to win the game, you're going to get your ass whipped. So Speaking they, of they, Henry's still going to get over 100. I mean, I'm pretty safe to say, but hopefully it would be one of those soft hundreds that don't hurt you and Tannehill will still have to beat us. Because if it comes down to taking Derrick Henry out of the game, I like our chances like way, way more because he's such a big part of Tennessee's uh, offense. So, well, I mean, it's still Ryan Tannehill, right? I mean, come on. You know, well,
2: he was uh, but number Ryan, one Ryan quarterback Tanne- last
0: year. Ryan Tannehill's Well, when you're been running a lot back tearing the asshole he- out of people, it's easier to be a quarterback, dude. It is. Well, yeah, but I mean, he was completing
2: the passes and making those and. <laughs> Doing everything else. Yeah. Now, R- R-
1: Ryan Tannehill made a big difference when you got away from the dumpster fire that's Adam Gase and got right. to a real team.
2: Now, um, good knowledge, Ryan <laughs> Othra. There's been some breakdown of last week's film and how the Colts ran on us. If they ran up the middle, they got five yards apiece and they had no real, they didn't have Henry running the ball.
1: Right. So, Taylor's no slouch, but he's no Derrick right. Henry.
2: So I expect Derrick Henry to have a good day. So I got, a, qu- we-
1: I got a question right. for you guys on, on that aspect. Okay, now, you know, we're looking at, you know, we're bringing in these other linebackers and all this stuff, and granted, yeah, it's needed. But why haven't we given somebody like Snacks Harrison a call to bring in to play nose tackle for us? You know, there, there's a couple of guys out there. He He's probably the most notable of the group, but – And he's not the player he once was, but he's still a better run stuffer than anybody we got that we're putting in the middle right now. I mean, I know our cap situation is not the greatest either, but, you know, he's sitting at home on his couch. I'm guessing you could probably get him for vet minimum or not much above that. So, I mean... Over
0: a
2: million.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Vikings just feel that, at this point, what difference is it going to make? I (laughs) mean, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to sound like I'm not That's maybe true, too, but,
1: oh. you know, but it also seems like for some reason that Zimmer's got a uh, real man crush type thing on Shamar Steffen, too, which I don't understand. Well, but... he's
2: always talked well of Snacks Harrison.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, he's pl- we, one of those guys it, that he liked. Yeah, we've, and we played against him, you know, twice a year for what the last couple years that he was in Detroit. So, we, I mean, we've seen firsthand, you know, what he's capable of, you it's, know, but...
2: I have no idea how personnel-wise where the Vikings are going. There's they make moves that don't necessarily make sense. You know that's that's why it comes down to. Drew wants week three to mean something and hope they show, you know, some onions. And if they don't show onions, and then my suggestion is let's. Throw the rookies and look forward to what we can develop and see what we get. You know, make it make it exciting that we're looking for young kids to do stuff. Hold on, let me go get my Clemson shirt. We'll put that. (laughs) Well,
0: if you're gonna, you're gonna cash in the season. You got to be. You got to have kind of all your eggs in the basket of looking towards getting an early start on your off season. I mean, that's the whole reason you do something like that. You wouldn't be expected to win any games. Um, Not many. Right. Not many. So you'd have to be looking at what you're gonna do for the off season and uh, I don't know, do you really wanna you really wanna build build your new fireplace with the bricks you just knocked out of the wall?
1: Or do you wanna start with new ones? I mean
2: uh, I don't know. That, yeah
1: that's so I mean, you know what with the the idea of the rookies, I mean I, I like the idea of them getting getting work, but to Drew's point he made earlier, you know. does that not happen until, okay, we hit week eight or nine and we're, you know, two and six or one and seven or whatever and the wolves decide enough is enough and Zimmer's shown the door.
2: Yeah, but like I've said, don't. As many people are calling for it, and you know me, I was upset with the coaches last (coughs) week. It may not happen this year. Even if they do oh you know, Go two and fourteen on the season. It may not. Happen. There's not going to be a
0: rookie swap over at week three, guys. Regardless of what happens this right. Sunday. No, not, not at gonna, week three. No. No, because no, it's it, not going to happen until like what you like week nine four, or 10, five, six. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere e- past Even it, be-
1: even if it is technically over after this week, the coaches and the stuff aren't going to admit that it's over yet.
0: Yeah, you I mean, you may work them in slowly towards the week 8-10 area, and certainly more towards week twelve when the you know when. It's pretty obvious you only have a month left in the season. Then they're all going to probably get playing time. But the personnel that's out there is going to be the personnel that's going to be playing for the next month and a half, two months, I would say. I don't think there's going to be a big rookie swap switchover. So uh, the Listen. Vikings are going to have to figure it out with who – you know, you only play with – you play with who you got. And this is what really tests a staff and a head coach is
1: oh, when yes. you
0: have adverse time. When it's adverse times is when you're really judged on everything. I mean, everybody – I mean, I I love Eric Bieniemy. Everybody's talking about him, but you know, Eric Bieniemy isn't he the coach for Patrick Mahomes? I mean, it's yeah, kind of hard I, to fail. It's hard to fail at that position, isn't it? So you can't be judged on that. Um, and Andy Reid calls the
1: plays there too. I mean, you know, so we try. You know, we did try that once before with Brett. You know, brought in Brad Childers because he was an Andy Reid disciple, and we all know how well that this worked. thing, this thing.
0: Is F U C T fucked up, but also Mike Zimmer has earned the right to turn this fucked up thing around. Yeah. You gotta let has, him have a shot has. at it, man. He's gotta. And if he does it, then that might renew my thought to what we want to do in two thousand twenty-one. But but the question uh, is, how he, long and how are you going to give him that right to turn it on, turn it around? He's got this season to try to turn it around. I mean, at this season, what's a successful season? Nine and seven. Is it nine and seven,
2: or is it a bunch of young guys not, that
0: look good for next year? This is not a playoff team, so let's—we're not going to make the playoffs. No. So let's just stop talking about that. And
1: if we could turn it around and get to five hundred, I at this point in time, I'd take that.
0: You got to get to the point when you're looking at a future head coach. All of us, even though we're not choosing the coach, by the end of the season, we'll all have one of these shows and we'll agree that. You know that was a piss poor team, and Zimmer still got nine wins out of them. That's how you look at it. If you can get nine wins out of a team that played like this the first two weeks, and you're working a, a slight miracle. But but he's to, got he's got the opportunity to switch it around. He may have messed it up, but we're going to see. He's got six years under his belt. If this is his last hurrah, he's got to get it together and see if he can pull out a string of wins right here. Yeah.
1: But the thing of it is, I mean, we've got enough talent on this team where it shouldn't be a piss poor team. Me, we, well, I mean, we all know. Okay, the offensive line, we all know that. And they, I mean, they
2: we're hurting in key spots.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we do have talent on this team. We're not, oh, you know, the do. cupboard's not bare of it. You know, granted, some of the guys are a little older and stuff like that, but they're still. Well, there's still really no excuse for this team to look as bad as it has. The first, I team
0: agree, a hundred percent. I agree with that statement. Well, there is excuse.
1: I call it Kirk
2: Cousins. But anyways, yeah. that's me. Well, or we don't. We, we don't expect yeah. you
0: to blame Zimmer, Dave. Come no.
1: on. And, and then you know, well, we brought we brought in Dom Capers to get the new, you know, some new fresh ideas on the defense. Which, I mean, I've got a new nickname for our defense now. You know, here it comes. Used to be the Zim Reapers and stuff. Now I call it the COVID two defense <laughs> because our 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 cornerbacks are always playing at least six yards off the wide receivers, so they're socially distancing. The ball carrier is getting six (laughs) yards per carry at least before he gets tackled. So, you know, we're being responsible about it, trying not to, you know, transmit the virus and keep the pandemic going. So there, there, there is that. Let's wrap this up with a focus Uh, on the
2: game against the Titans, because that's why we're recording. Rhino last words. What do you think
1: for this Sunday? I mean, Drew said it pretty well, you know, we need to go out, and we need to show something this week. I mean, I said I, I said this before the game last week. I said, you know, we need to go. These guys are professionals. They should be embarrassed the way that we've played the first two weeks of the year. We need to go out. We need to play with some fire. We need to play with some goddamn pride. Go out there. We're, prove that we belong. You know, and Tennessee, like Drew said, is a perfect team to go out there and make a statement. Say, we're not throwing the towel in this year. We're getting better. You know, we're gonna work through this and we're still gonna be competitive. But if we go out and lay lay an egg like we've done week one, week two, I mean, it's curtains. (laughs) It's gonna be
0: an interesting season. Absolutely. Drew? Well, before I say meow meow Viking cow, which I just said, the last time we started 0 and 3 was 2013. We started 0 and 3 in week four. We went we beat Pittsburgh, which was kind of a shocker. And then we didn't win again until week 10. But that game, we nobody thought we would win that game against Pittsburgh. We won 34 to 27. So I'm calling that for the Viking score this week. We beat Tennessee 34 to 27. Wow. I'm giving Zimmer. I've given Zimmer this guy. I think Zimmer can. I think we're going to come out and play hard, and I think we win uh, in the end. I think we win this game. And then everybody can barrage me on kick my ass on Sunday when I come back on the show with my head hung low. But that <laughs> that's what I'm calling for this week. I think we get it done. I like your positivity. Don't agree with it. Pretty rare, isn't it? Yeah,
2: you're the positive one. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but you're the positive one. Uh, you said we were going to get hammered. You're probably more right than I am. But 34-27. Anyways, for everybody, enjoy your favorite beverage of choice. And as always, Skull Vikings! Thank you for watching or listening. As always, if you like, subscribe, and ring the bell for notifications. And if you're listening to the podcast, please rate us on your favorite aggregator. Skull,
1: everybody!